Hi, this is Trent Reznor, filling in for Nailed, because Blake's voice got fucked by an illness, which made it low, gravelly, and monotone. Anyway, since he couldn't record, they're gonna throw something out from behind the paywall, put it in the main feed. I hope you enjoy this free glimpse of what Nailed has to offer on the Patreon. If you want even more episodes like this, they told me to tell you to go to patreon.com slash nailedpod for something like, I don't know, almost 40 fucking bonus episodes, plus a bunch of other stuff. So, yeah, fuck it, why not? Enjoy this unlocked bonus episode. Resner out. And now, guess guess who comes in? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's. I feel uh, honored to actually hear Oscar firsthand. Yeah, 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 here he is. I tried to trick him and give him like special fancy wet food on recording nights, and he'll nibble at it, and then he'll hear us in here, and he just comes in here. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so he so. can say hi. Say hi, buddy. Say hi, Oscar. Hi. <laughs> That's how he says hi. Welcome back to Nailed Even Deeper, number thirty-three. I think I think we're on our thirty-third, uh, if you can believe that. And Jess is going to go into one of her um, mute selective mutism is what happens sometimes when we're podcasting. <laughs> the wine hasn't hit yet. You got to give me that, a minute to listen. When that up. wine hits. <laughs> And if you're hearing laughs back there, we're not going to be one of those podcasts who makes you wait 10 minutes while we riff and then introduce the person, make them be silent uh, the whole time and yell at them if they try to talk. Um, but how how should we introduce this this guest? It's Christopher G. Brown, CGB. He goes by many names. The Nintern. Uh I think I've said them all. <laughs> Yeah, and did I miss any? Are there any others you'd like to go? You've got your music project too. Yeah, yeah. I, the difference engine is what I go by there. But yeah, generally people call me Christopher, CB, CGB. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I, and I introduced myself as Christopher specifically just because of the um, the unfortunate singer songwriter yes. that I share a name with. Yes. And I find it's a good measure of someone's personality if they make a Chris Brown joke right away because it's like, oh, okay, well, you're a piece of shit. I don't need to talk to you much more. <laughs> Hang on. So you don't introduce yourself as the intern? Well, you know, this is in the before days. Uh, what I like to think of as okay. the, the first chapter of my life since I have moved on to uh, to this right, role. Right, there's before nailed and then there's after nailed. Chapter two, as I like to call it. <laughs> yeah. And now in public, just randoms, you introduce yourself as the intern. <laughs> Can you imagine if I, I just assume. went up to civilians on the street and just said, hi, I'm the intern." Like, how many <laughs> do you think like, I would have to talk to in a small public area before, like, some formal authorities would be called? <laughs> yeah. You could probably get away with it for a little bit. I think you should get little business cards made, though. They're like, he's mispronouncing <laughs> intern? No, no, no. We should have business cards. <laughs> we should all have them. Pass them out at shows and stuff. Yeah, but the thing is, I never meet anyone in real life who I would need to give a podcast business card to. That's the thing. No one cares, except on the internet. The only person I ever met in real life who I could have handed a business card to ended up not only being a listener of the show, but uh, a Patreon subscriber as well. And we identified mm. him on Discord Whoa. shortly thereafter. 
Wow. That's right. I don't want to dox the person. Yeah, same. But I think we all know who we're talking about. Um, Yeah, so Christopher is joining us tonight, and I thought it would be fun to just kind of have a a get-to-know-you session. Oh, that sounds so cheesy. (laughs) No, it's good. (laughs) Icebreakers getting to know you, but we're doing it on the air, actual podcast. Yeah, and then we could uh, talk about something that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time, but it keeps getting postponed, so it's kind of... Out of order because we're about to wrap up, you know, the fragile. We only have like a couple episodes left. Uh, wrap up in the next month or two. After. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but mainly talking about these fake leaks that came out a little bit before the fragile was released and just kind of uh, – I have a couple questions about that for you okay. whenever we really start talking about it. I guess my main question is were you aware of it at the time? At the time, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't as terminally online then uh, as I would later become. Part of the problem was I only had a dial-up until probably Mm. about a year after The Fragile came out. So going online meant uh, disrupting dad's business line. (laughs) And that was usually kind of a frowned upon thing during business hours. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was in a similar situation till yeah, I think post-Fragile coming out. Same. Hey, same, guys. Nice. Yeah. yeah. AOL, yeah. baby. Yeah. We had AOL, <laughs> and then I think uh, my mom uh, switched to net zero, trying to save some money. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was. I was not very online um, at all. And I still don't hang out on like forums or message boards or anything like that. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just don't seem to have the... She likes to brag about how she's not online. That's not true because I am. I'm on Discord and I'm on Instagram. So right, it's just a different kind. Selectively online. Um, yeah. I So I know nothing, basically nothing about what you're going to talk about, these leaks. All I know is I saw that Meathead article a little bit later, maybe 2000, yeah, probably 2000, 2001. I believe it was his first article is where he talks about the leaks. Yes, so kind of ramping up uh, before the fragile came out, um, all the hype, I guess, is is where Meathead was born. <laughs> he was forged of the hype, right? Uh, but I, I discovered him a, a little late. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't there for the. It was kind of the wild west times of the internet. I mean, not that it's not still that, but it was it was the time of Napster. You know, I was on that shit. It was wild, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it was very like uncharted, I think might be might be the the way to put it. Yeah. No one no one knew what was going on. Everyone was investing untold amounts of money into dot coms that were gonna just go under mm. in a year and yeah, it was it was a wild time to be alive. I bought so much pets.com <laughs> stock. I was waiting for a pets.com that joke. Fucking yeah. sock puppet uh, did a Ponzi scheme on me. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I do though. Whatever I was researching for this, I I found like old, like on the is it the Wayback Machine kind of like Internet Archives yeah. of of fan sites that focused all on uh, Nine Inch Nails news, and Nine it news. really brought back so many memories of just because um, I would I would occasionally go to like. There were a few fan sites I would go to, but I feel like that was even pre the fragile. And there were just certain bands like I loved Garbage. Yeah. And what was their fan site called? I can't remember. 
I really can't remember. Um, I had my own little GeoCities fan site that was mainly just pictures of Shirley Manson because I thought she was the coolest uh, person who ever existed. Still is. I mean, yeah, you weren't Still wrong. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't miss. Yeah. So, but it did just just uh, looking at those early websites. It really cracked me up. Yeah, they got the little counter at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Rotating logo GIFs. Yeah, a picture of like a construction worker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's animated. Uh, of course, your background, you have to have an image as the, as the background, like a galaxy or stars or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. E- either that or a repeating pattern. I liked those because they mm-hmm. always made me, yes. like, give me a headache. <laughs> yeah, they make you feel like sick trying to read over them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But one of those fan sites was something, uh, it was called Seems Like Salvation oh, News. I remember oh. that site. Yep. Do you? Oh, yeah. I Big time. Because of the, the name is unforgettable. Yeah. That and the Nin Hotline were uh, were the big two when I finally got cable, yep. and more importantly, cable in my bedroom, so I could just spend hours nerding out about this stuff. <laughs> That's ver- a very dangerous venture, giving your your teen cable uh, internet in the bedroom. But, well, uh, you know, I mean... I, I had it too. I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm not going to say it shaped me into some sort of weirdo, but it, it didn't help. <laughs> It couldn't. It couldn't have helped us. It could no, not have helped. No, you guys. I never had internet in my bedroom. That's... Jess was a little more deprived, but she ended up okay. Well, I was trying to think because I had we had like the family computer, which was like out in the living room. I'm sure other yeah. people had that too, we right? Did at first, yes, yes. And then uh, went to college. Did not have a personal computer. Had to use the computer lab. Mm. Um, I don't think I had a laptop of my own until like 2005. And even then, like, I guess that was when I had internet in my room. <laughs> What's 2005-ish? Yeah, yeah the, Just in the time trick, for with teeth to drop. The trick I found was to um, have have a party for graduation where, like, all your uh, friends and family come, uh, receive money as gifts, and then don't spend that money on college, but instead spend it on a computer that you can use to learn how to record. <laughs> that is honestly going to help you better down the road. Yeah. College is a scam, folks. Yeah, and I went to college, too, and I'm still being scammed every month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am still stuck in that scam as well. Same. So it seems like Salvation News. um, Who was it who ran this? Was, uh, hold on, Evan Moore. Because Trake, we'll talk about Trake in a minute, but Trake calls Evan Moore out. Um, And I I just... (laughs) Uh, The drama. I can't wait. This is all new new stuff to me. So it seems like Salvation News described themselves on their site as a daily updated semi-official resource for around-the-clock news for bands on nothing records. With a viewing population of 10,000 to 15,000 a day, we strive to be your best resource for news related to nothing records. How far do you think they were stretching to say (laughs) (laughs) semi-official? What does that even mean? First of all, <laughs> what does it mean to be semi-official? I guess they haven't been shut down, so they can call themselves. <laughs> does it mean like <laughs> semi-official? Danny Loner passed off on it and was like, "Yeah, that's cool," or something like one of the guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not certain on that one, but I, I want to read some of their posts about the leaks. So on July 25th of 1999, the post there was a post that read. It has come to my attention that someone had the audacity to create a few fake Nine Inch Nails covers to the fragile and spam them across the internet, which is now polluting people's minds <laughs> into believing that these purposefully bad quality scans are the real deal. 
LOL. (laughs) Do not be subdued to these fakes because they are no way associated with Nine Inch Nails, nor the fake and extremely bad quality MP3 tracks that people keep sending me. I need to see. Do we have the images anywhere handy? Uh, How bad are, are we talking? I mean, it just looks like a late 90s message board site. I mean. No, 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 no. Oh, wait. Sorry. What are you asking me? <laughs> oh, oh. I'm sorry. sorry. Okay. I meant the images of the fake album covers. So I could not find those. There were links to them, but they didn't work, obviously. Um, yeah. Were you ever able to find those? No, those I was not able to find. I, I ran into a similar issue as you where I would find a link, but it would be dead and it wouldn't be on archive.org. Yeah. Maybe it was just like, well, they said it was very bad quality. So maybe it was like the bootlegs where it's like a picture of Trent's face with like some <laughs> co- comic sans over it or something. Maybe. And it, maybe it's one of the later on, we'll talk about the meathead post. And there were yeah. there were visual aids in that post. Those and I'm wondering if those were if the, so, any of that was one of the yeah. covers. So and then one day later on July 26th, a post read. I just received official word from Nothing Records that all MP3 tracks, scans, and letters from the manager of Nothing Records that we mentioned yesterday are absolutely and completely fake. Sorry, Trake. The jig is up. Smiley face. Um, I want to know the source on What's the official Nothing Records source on that? Uh, I'm not certain on that one. John Malm's Cabana Boy. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to try to make a John Malm joke. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's probably it. Yeah, so... um, Along with not only did this Trake person post really poor MP3 tracks that we'll play in a minute and discuss, but um, also the fake cover art and um, an alleged email from nothing at nothingrecords.com that asked him to remove the leaks in the art. Yeah, that's that's so. that's fascinating to me. Uh, one thing that I found on the NIN hotline uh, that wasn't on <laughs> Seems Like Salvation, and this is one of those things similar to the artwork where, God, I wish this was archived somewhere. Uh, Trake apparently, in the 24 hours or so that he had people going that his fakes might be real, he found time to make an FAQ <laughs> for people about his leaks. And there is a link to it, and it, I, I haven't been able to find anything involving it, but I just want to see what this clown oh. had to say to, like, get people yeah. off his back. <laughs> yeah, I have some stuff from the NIN hotline that I also uh, took note of, and so... Do you have his quote? <laughs> well, I have... Uh, are you talking about Trake's quote later on? Yes. I, I do have that one. Oh, perfect. Um, and I'll... Yeah, we'll come, we'll come back to to Drake's response. Um, (laughs) So in I in hotline, there are some posts and I'll just kind of read this real quick. Well, strange things have started back up. It seems tonight in the, NIN 99 channel, we discovered, thanks to Milk, a site by the name of Trake Adams. At midnight, the site updated with what seems to be the scans of the fragile album cover, along with two audio clips, one supposedly of La Mer and the other Into the Void. Also on the page was a screenshot of a Hotmail email account and a supposed email from Nothing at nothingrecords.com telling him to remove other MP3s from his site. First of all, General consensus is that the clips and pictures on this site are fake, but we really have no definite proof either way. Below, I have provided links so you can view these new supposed leaks, or you can go to the Trake Adams page and see if the files are still available. Remember, these most likely are all fake, 
So if that's what they officially turn out to be, don't blame us. We will try to get confirmation on this soon. One more note. The Trake Adams site is run by some guy called Doc Stupid, who posts <laughs> and writes over at the End NIN news page. Strange. I don't know what the End NIN news page is. Okay, now I'm really confused. What is the difference between Trake Adams and Doc Stupid? And this is not a joke. It's 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 like that meme. I think it's the same picture. I think I think they are the same man. <laughs> it's no, it's the Spider Mans all pointing at each other. <laughs> but it's all just like the same dude leaking stuff to himself. You got Trake and my so, Adams. You got Doc and my Stupid. <laughs> Tra- <laughs> and the thing is, Trake Adams is a goofy name. Let's just. Yeah, Let's I mean, just call it like it is. We live in a country where we generally have the freedom to name our children whatever we want. Um, I feel like Trake Adams is a name where like a hospital representative will probably get in touch with like a state official <laughs> in regards to your child. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really be out here naming your child Trake. <laughs> like, I don't believe that it happened. So this site that they're talking about was um, ski.com, S-K-E-E-Y. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, This was Trake's site. And so after he was asked to remove, Trake still continued to claim that everything was real. He said, it has come to the attention of Trake (laughs) Adams, which would be myself. (laughs) Is Is he doing like a third person? Like Trake Adams doesn't need this? It's such a power move. I love it. Yeah, that is. That is I'm going to use this anytime I'm pissed at people. Stuff. It has come to the attention of Jessica, which is me. <laughs> Who is me? That is to say, Jessica, I. Um, that Evan Moore of Seems Like Salvation News is trying wholeheartedly to debunk my effort to bring what the fans of Nine Inch Nails request. This is a terrible travesty due to the fact that all of what is included here is, and in fact always will be, the real deal. All the things on this page exist. Always will be. (laughs) But harsh heretics trying to debunk my efforts to inform the fans is utter blasphemy in my mind because I not only have hard evidence, I also have more proof I am the real deal, and this will be revealed soon. (laughs) It's Trent doing it. He used the word soon. (laughs) If Evan Moore wants to prove me incorrect, he can try, but nothing short of showing everyone the fragile cover... And the full versions, only the clips are here, of La Mer and Into the Void will make them believe him. So I implore him to show me wrong, but he won't be able to. That is all I have to say regarding this matter. <laughs> this is a, a 13-year-old playing with big words. Well, what, what is fantastic about this is he says, that is all I have to say regarding this matter. The next paragraph is, Trek has also posted an FAQ here to answer all the questions he has received. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all I got to say. Furthermore. (laughs) I really need this FAQ. Yeah, I would love to see that. Like, are they real? Are they really real? Well, um, why don't we listen to some of these clips? Um, One of them is an unreleased B-side called The Dirt That I Am. Let's take a moment. (laughs) While I pull this up, let's take a moment to talk about that title. What, What are our thoughts on The Dirt That I Am? It's um, uh, it's clever. It's mature. It's uh, you know, everything we've come to expect from uh, from Trey Reznor. I mean, Trent Reznor. <laughs> I think if you if an AI, there's a lot of these going around now, were to put out a title like 
just to throw some nin titles out there the dirt that i am might come up <laughs> probably would it sounds almost kind of like trent Reznor, but not really and sorry we're usually more uh, professional but we didn't plan this out so i'm gonna kind of play it on my phone and then i'll put the real deal in later <laughs> and real deal is in quotes here <laughs> Is this the right one? I think so. Well, Trent Reznor loves his noise, doesn't he? It's kind of like if you took some of the noisier perfect drug drum parts and just slowed them down and it like time stretch them out I don't know I want to know Christopher's an audio guy too I want to know exactly how these were made oh I think he had a copy of Cool Edit Pro and he had a friend <laughs> who made shitty electronic music and he just distorted yeah. it if, if I, I were a betting right man the money that, that would be yeah. uh, I, I'd, I'd put all my all my chips on red there it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like the source is possibly like the uh, Fruity Loops 1.0. I mean, that I album, really had it been real, would have been a real career ender. <laughs> 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 it was hard to distinguish, but were there any vocals in there? If there were, were, it was there. really it's hard to hear. buried, like, yeah. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, typical distorted Trent vocals. Yeah, weird to try to pass that off. I don't. What do what do people get out? One, imagine telling this lie, and two, what do you get out of it? Get a lot of hits on your GeoCities yeah. page. Yeah. Uh, you get to forever be uh, it, it, the guy the, who released. You get to be Nails music, and we are talking about it still. Twenty three years We're still later, talking about it. <laughs> when when we put this episode out, he's gonna he's gonna feel so. I, I have a slight confession to make here. Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, uh, no, I am not Trake Adams, but a few okay. years ago, I actually did this just because I was bored at work and wanted to be an internet gremlin. So oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I created a, um, a Twitter account, and I forget what the name of it was even at this point, but it was something vaguely Tom Yorkie, and I posted <laughs> from it regularly in um, the few months before they announced A Moonshaped Pool, the last album. And uh, I was just like, I wonder if this will get attention if I just put this out there in the ether and see what happens. And it made it to Reddit. Like people were talking about it and like saying, is this actually Tom York? Like on a secret account, like slowly unveiling the new album. And it was just something I was curious about. It's like, yeah, let's see how the internet works these days. And it was really funny. <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> it was just a strange thing to see happen and then um I, I ultimately unveils that it was a uh, a troll account and yeah so I'm interested in what happened after you revealed you didn't reveal who it was you just revealed that it was fake yes that's right and were what people happened, mad uh yes a few people were mad uh most people were just like eh, whatever and one sad soul uh continued to believe <laughs> That's the uh, the I want to believe person. There's yes. always going to be yeah, one. Yeah, it's out it's there. Fox Mulder in the basement on his radio head. <laughs> <laughs> web people crawls. People in 
I feel like in the Nin online community, people, and maybe it's because they were so traumatized by the Drake Adams incident. I feel like they are, if you do this now, they want to kill you. Like, because <laughs> similar stuff has happened. Somebody, it might have been on uh, Echoing the Sound. I'm, I'm going to half remember all the details, sort of, but you may know more uh, about what what this was Christopher, but somebody put out something cryptically that was like remixes from the fake Watchmen universe um, where they're called the nine inch nails. There's a whole like lore just done for the Watchmen score. Yep. And somebody put out a few fake remixes and it's like, okay, they, yeah, they remixed heresy and stuff, but kind of didn't, explicitly say this comes from Trent, but let people believe it came from uh, the official band. Yeah. Um, I get people probably wanted to believe. Uh, but when this person was revealed as a fake, uh, I think the community pretty much instantly turned on them. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't pretty. They, I think they still feel like a pariah. So don't do that, I guess. Yeah. Didn't they burn down his house? Yeah. He, that person <laughs> is dead now. <laughs> Yeah, it's the definition of fuck around and find out. But I've got to say, though, Nine Inch Nails fans, I think, have always kind of been this way. Because if you read the tone of uh, at least the Nin Hotline posts about this, they they seem like their arms are folded and they are not amused that they have to talk about this. Yeah. Well, if you listen to the clips, they're just so awful. There's no way that this is something that Trent Reznor composed. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm, they just are very amateurish and not don't have any of his trademark uh, like funkiness or sense of rhythm or anything. <laughs> but every like, every release, he, <laughs> here's some devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. Every release he had done up until this point, this is early in his career still, relatively. Yeah, Everything was wildly different. And being noisy and weird was not out of the question. Nothing was really out of the question because he was so all over the place um, and difficult and weird. So um, maybe a noise album could have been his next thing. I don't, as you said, it <laughs> would be, a Lou Reed. maybe be a career ender. But yeah, he he didn't do a metal machine music, but yeah. he could have. It was the antithesis too of everything he had said leading up to the fragile, and everything everyone else was saying about the fragile leading up to it. What kind of stuff are you talking about when he said like it's going to be a hip hop album or something? <laughs> yeah, when yeah, just like when Trent was flapping his gums with about like any random crap beforehand it was always like oh it's going to be a mixture of prince and like public enemy or whatever and it's like yeah. i don't think i think even if you was tried just... to do that it would be weird <laughs> <laughs> i think trent was intentionally trolling with with that stuff and yeah getting bored in interviews maybe all right you want to play like a do you have into the void or okay. there let's hear these so the dirt that i am was if you thought that was an insult these actually steal the titles of real songs La Mer, the the beautiful, the beautiful piano uh, instrumental we all know and love. Are these the sounds of waves crashing against the uh, rocks? Could be. Some guy dicking around on a guitar, maybe. Thank you. 
again, mostly white noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't Lemaire like, such is a great song? Every time I hear it, it's just... <laughs> like, it's so beautiful. It gets better every time. <laughs> what if I was like, oh, I, the, I accidentally played the real one. <laughs> <laughs> you can really hear the, the cello in that Trake Adams version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and unbelievable that Reznor went to Big Sur uh, for that span of time, and all he came back with was that? <laughs> He just took the noise box from Hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, <laughs> turned uh, it up really loud. Yeah. The, the tuning. There was the room the tuning. The t- room tuning device. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. So he he leaked both La Mer and Into the Void. I guess at this time, did they not know that these two uh, tracks are what we now call sibling tracks? Do we call them sibling tracks? or Sister tracks. One is a baby. Yeah. One's a mama. One's a baby. Mm-hmm. But I guess they didn't know that at the time, so I'm interested to see what Into the Void sounds like. I want to say it was known that Into the Void was on that 99 trailer. Um, I want to say I've seen something in my okay. travels that that supports that, but I'm not 100% okay. on that. I hope they tried to make it sound like the trailer. Oh, well, you know Trake. He's not going to let us down. <laughs> because that would give away the game, right? Because they heard the trailer, what, a year earlier? Yeah. So if yeah, this doesn't sound like that, Jig is up. Big blast of noise to start with. And then some quieter noise. (laughs) So I think it is, it's almost like preset instruments or something, but just put through a shit ton of distortion for that one at least. Yeah, sort of like the the Microsoft songsmith of its day. <laughs> yeah, it could be like General MIDI uh, from this kid's Dell or whatever. But <laughs> do you think it was the Dell kid? Like, <laughs> I know, <laughs> dude. You get the Dell, and the, I'm Drake. <laughs> not the. <laughs> yeah, that, it was the same guy. <laughs> but yeah, like ran his computer's sound card out through his like boss distortion. <laughs> And then, like, back into the sound card. <laughs> yeah. I love those classic Nine Inch Nails tracks, though. <laughs> oh, Very yeah. Good. Yes. Yeah. Just a real chef's kiss on that one. <laughs> oh, those actually were Keith Hildebrandt remixed. Oh, I said that. I fucked up my joke because I said his name wrong. <laughs> I was going to say those were Keith Hildebrandt remixes. You can just say it now and we'll all nah. laugh and you can cut around it. It's fine. <laughs> nah. <laughs> it wasn't even funny to begin with, so I... Yeah, well, it was, it was one of the Keith Hillebrandt remixes that uh, ended up inspiring the chorus of Starfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's where the frail was born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know anything else about Trake. I where? really, really wish I did. What if Trake's listening, though? What if Trake's a patron? Like, Oh, we could only hope. Or just, do you think Trake knows about Nailed? So... I did find one other thing uh, from Trake Adams, and it is entirely unrelated to Nine Inch Nails. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, you are interested in hearing this. I am. Definitely. Okay. um, It's from Ain't It Cool News, published November 9th, 2003. Trake Adams reviews Michael Caine's The Statement early. Uh, And it's him writing a review of a Michael Caine movie from 2003. (laughs) Whoa. A Michael Caine movie I've never even heard of. Is this yeah, the no. same person? It, uh, apparently, that's what it says. It says Trake Adams. And still going by the same name. Interesting. Yeah. 
didn't change his name out of shame. Yeah, you would think that uh, someone would think about doing that, uh, especially when right. you've been outed for like uh, duping a fan community that was suspicious of you to begin with. Yeah, but I'm thinking this person's personality is the kind of all publicity is good publicity. And the more people hate me, the more popular I am. And that that's good. Lying kid. Ba- basically the high tech version of lying kid from the playground. <laughs> we all know who lying kid is. Look, my so, dad works for nothing records. I got right. these clips. Drake Adams got the fragile too. <laughs> Man, Super Mario four is out. It's just only out in New York. I played it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My uncle took a trip to Japan. He got the Genesis two and Sonic five is on. it. <laughs> I'd like to believe that Trake Adams is the opposite side of a coin that I'm on uh, and that he's sort of like the chaotic uh, evil of the Internet, whereas I'd like to think that I'm the chaotic good of the Internet. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I only duped one fan community for a very short period of time, and then I let them know they didn't have to discover <laughs> through official means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only thing I forgot to say oh, is like, uh, well, we'll get to me head in a second. The only thing I forgot to say was that Nothing Records did eventually step in, I think within two days of this leak, to confirm that it was all bullshit. That's None of those the, clips you know. heard are real, believe it or not. <laughs> after that, did Trake just like go into hiding after that? or <laughs> He went into hiding and then reemerged in 2003 as a film <laughs> critic for Ain't It yeah, Cool okay. News. All right. <laughs> I just didn't know if there was anything in between those two events. <laughs> Not sure. Uh, maybe he got his driver's license. I mean, I don't. I don't know how old this person is. <laughs> know nothing about Trake. He had his first kiss. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> <laughs> it's because he told the cute goth girl that he had exclusive clips of Nine Inch Nails tracks. <laughs> that's yeah. That's how you get the lady. <laughs> I'm just imagining Doctor Nick from The Simpsons in college telling a woman he can get her a prescription of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay, baby. Uh. <laughs> um, the only other thing that I thought was well, it's not the only other thing, but one other thing that I thought was interesting was um, the site that you sent along to us um, that listed it was like a. It was a, fa- I don't want to say a fan site, but it was, what was the, um, was the name Travis? Travis, you- yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I tried reaching out to two people about this. One was uh, Leviathan from um, the Nin Hotline, because I figured he had posted links originally, so I was like, well, maybe he still has them. And I, I got a very short uh, and curt email from him that just said verbatim, man, there's a name I haven't seen in an age. No, I'm afraid I don't keep anything that's fake. And then that was it. <laughs> Why not, though? It's like it's cool archaeology of the fandom. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So then the only other link that I could find on the Internet that still existed uh, is a tripod site, which, fun fact, tripod still exists, uh, which is. Whoa. Oh. Tripod was my first um, uh, website ever when I was learning HTML. What was your first website that you created? Oh, it was just garb. It was just like Blake's page and it looked like digital puke and it had like chrono trigger pictures and and just like stuff that i all the crap that i liked shoved onto one was it for a school assignment yes oh okay we didn't learn html in uh marshfield i took a summer believe it or not it was a special oh yeah not in my school either okay okay i was i was privileged we barely had computers in 1999 are you kidding 
I, I made a website in 1996 for my band at the time. Uh, it was Whoa. horrible. Uh, a lot of, uh, lot of bracket BRs, you know, those like lines that just go across the whole browser window. <laughs> A lot of those dividing everything up. I love to use the line breaks. Yes, <laughs> so handy, and have embedded embedded MIDI in a site is oh, the yeah. mark of true professionalism. Yes, yeah, especially if it's for something that really doesn't translate to MIDI, like Godsmack or something, <laughs> or <laughs> the perfect drug. <laughs> and i definitely i had the perfect drug dot mid you better believe i had every uh nine inch nails midi file that exists i wish you still had them they sounded well, like mr self-destruct and stuff like that sounded like garbage because it's like how do you how do you translate like all the noises well you, you don't anyway. and in the case of um like that uh mr self-destruct in particular that's the one that I love the most, where you'll hear someone just like hammering on one key over and over at the same velocity for the same duration of time for like four minutes. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> and I think in that one, the, the version I had, they just had the snare, the, the, the like two snare drums going dun, 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 throughout the whole thing. I'll try to I'll try to find it and insert it maybe if I'm feeling up to it. the second person you reached out to <laughs> the second person that i reached out to was the owner of this uh tripod website which is still up there it is how is ya so h-o-w-i-s-y-a dot tripod dot com if you want to see it and they have a, a a page within their site called hunt for the fragile and it is uh subtitled a compilation of bizarre new nine inch nails music i made for myself so this is a collection of all sorts of like odds and ends that I don't think any sane person would buy on a bootleg, but here they are all together. And it's things like the, um, the, the 99 trailer, the, just the audio from it, uh, clips of metal, which I think at this point, yeah, that, that had not been released at this point, a uh, great below MTV preview clip, and then just all sorts of miscellany like that, mostly clips and things like that. But then there was a section called No You Don't, Fake Nin Songs. So that included La Mer, uh, Into the Void, and The Dirt That I Am. So this was really a Hail Mary. I'm like, this website is the kind of thing that, like, whoever made this has to be embarrassed about it. They probably forgot it exists. And they definitely aren't using the same email address. So I emailed it. Uh, it's a Hotmail address, so lending more credence to the idea that the person's no longer using it. Yeah. They responded within four hours of me emailing them. <laughs> wow. Uh, it, was a, it was a fellow named Travis. And uh, yeah, he uh, was super friendly, shared the CDs, uh, or the uh, the tracks rather with me. And he uh, started talking to me just about like Web 1.0 stuff in that era of The Fragile. And we had a nice little conversation. I actually tried to get him to come on the show. And uh, he he didn't seem too interested in that. So 
whatever. Well, he seemed not. Seemed not everyone has it. a voice for radio, but um, I have a face for radio. But uh, yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he he seemed like he just wasn't really comfortable with it. Understandable. Uh, we we can be very awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, w- one of the interesting things that happened with this is uh, Trake ended up getting a cease and desist from uh, nothing for selling these CDs through his website. He would take all these random clips and, and sell them to people. I think he sold a handful of them. Do you mean Travis? Uh, sorry, yeah, Travis. I think he said Travis oh, Trake. Oh, okay. They're, they're, all, they're all so, uh, <laughs> so similarly Wait, named. What? Travis not the Trake same guy, Trent. I hope. No, not the same guy. So right, tra- Travis, yeah. Travis had like all of these different things comp- uh, compiled on a couple CDs, and he would sell them if you sent him money, whatever. And he got a cease and desist. Wow. Come to find out, a few years later, it dawned on him that something about it didn't seem legit. Something about it didn't seem right. And I don't know what connected him to Leviathan, but he reached out to him about it. And Leviathan owned up to sending a fake cease and desist to him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And was okay, basically, so there's two different levels of <laughs> being a liar. Yes. One is, is lying for the fame uh, and like trying to steal some of the shine off Trent Reznor. And then the other form is lying to be the Reznor defender, I guess. Yeah, it would certainly seem that way. And I don't want to get too into it. How 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 old do we think? Was Leviathan also a teenager at this time? <laughs> when do you grow out of doing stuff like this? <laughs> I guess never based on what Christopher did with Radiohead recently. Well, was he at university or something? <laughs> Wasn't there? Because uh, I thought you sent me something that said that he checked crap. I can't remember. He, he realized it was Leviathan because he checked something and it revealed oh, like a university. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was, um, it revealed, that's how he did connect it. Um, it was, it came from PSU.edu and apparently that's uh, Leviathan's alma mater. <laughs> like John Malm is, is using an EDU for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, too, how is he going to try to pass that off? He was too cheap to get like a proper domain name. <laughs> I think maybe Leviathan just wanted to scare him, maybe. Maybe he's just trying to scare the kid. Power trip, uh, maybe. Scared straight. Yeah, that too. I, I think it was probably more scared straight from from what I got. Because, I mean, the kid was opening himself up to actual legal issues by selling copyrighted material. Yeah. Very that, flagrantly on the, on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, passing it around is one thing. But why, why are you trying to sell the CDs? That, that's a bit weird. Because he was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I mean, what else? Yeah. I guess. I mean, you do dumb stuff on the internet before you realize that, like, oh, God, like, there are consequences to my actions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I downloaded Master of Puppets and got kicked off of Napster. <laughs> oh, that's wow. Not, that That's something that really happened. Uh, <laughs> huh. Well, um, I guess Lars won, Blake zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, from what I understood, literally everyone who had Metallica in their shared library got kicked off of Napster, like, all in one fell swoop. And I was one of the unlucky ones. Because I have one amazing. or two MP3s, yeah. Because Lars threw the 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 big uh, legal fit. But you weren't sued, like no one. Lars no showed one up to my house you. with a lawyer <laughs> and was like, "I'm taking everything you got. That Nintendo, that's mine now." <laughs> well, you just be lucky that you weren't sued. You were just kicked off a of Napster forever. Yeah, no one's getting sued off of Napster. I thought kids were. No, they were. They tried the record industry tried to scare children with like these vague threats, but no one actually faced consequences for file sharing. 
don't don't quote me on that. Uh, okay. Someone someone's probably doing like a twenty year bid oh, still. <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> I, I don't I don't actually know the full legal history of. There's probably someone who's made an example of. Probably. What are you, what are you in for? Oh, uh, <laughs> I downloaded. I want it that way. <laughs> I downloaded. Uh, I, I downloaded bad boys underscore cops theme Bob Marley dot mp3 the great thing about file names like that on Napster is you knew it was never the actual song <laughs> oh I I thought it was the song at the time I love that Bob Marley song it's really good yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's the it's, best it's, it's one of the best Marley jam my favorite piece of uh copaganda out there <laughs> Okay, so there was the meathead perspective that Blake was talking about that is, I think, the first uh, meathead. Um, And it focused on the Nine Inch Nails fakes leading up to the anticipation of the fragile. And there was also a song called Something Sweet. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't remember that one, but he mentions it. Um, And then he also also mentions the Reznor's Edge site that created the Impossible Pain rumors. (laughs) Impossible Pain is still a great title, and I stand (laughs) by that. It's so good. Yeah. So, you know, the the questions that Blake had, Meathead also asked, uh, but what causes one to try to deceive his or her fellow ninnies in this fashion? Is it a means to gain attention, to feel important, to compensate for meager genitalia size? Possibly. (laughs) Likely, in fact. It is unclear where the initial motivation originates, but it's most likely the result of a phenomenon known as too much damn free time. This, combined with the aforementioned need for attention and small penis size, creates a deadly combination. (laughs) He's got to get like five to ten dick jokes in the article. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so he, this is a more of a visual thing. Um, we can post a link or something if you want to view it, but he shows examples of fake versus real art and how to these determine. Are, these made me laugh. Uh, the legitimacy of Nine Inch Nail songs and clips that you find online. So here is the, how to determine the legitimacy of Nine Inch Nail songs that you might find. Steady 4-4 beat, Trent sings about copulating. That's real. Um, <laughs> Close. You talking about Closer. <laughs> um, if there are eight minutes of static interlaced with samples of Trent screams, probably fake. Or it could be the fixed EP. It could be that too. <laughs> um, if there's a cheesy techno beat and samples that sound suspiciously like Prodigy, probably fake. <laughs> if Trent raps, rain, rain, go away. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Trent sings about copulating overlaid with Super Mario sounds. That's fake. Hey, Closer to Mario is legit in my heart. If there's a guy who sounds nothing like Trent covering Elton John, that one we're not sure about. Could be real, could be fake. We don't know. Yeah, could be anything. What Elton John sack would... What Elton John sack? (laughs) Jessica. What Elton John track do you think Trent Reznor would cover? I'm still standing. Ooh, not bad, not bad. I don't think I know. Saturday that. Night's All Right for Fighting? That's yeah, just the that. best song by him. I do like that song I'd a probably lot. Probably do it something out of left field. Maybe Candle in the Wind. No. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, maybe but for the, a charity. But, the, but the, the modern version, that's where Princess Die. Not yeah, the or, original that was for Marilyn. Well, maybe he could do a slightly updated version for King Charles whenever he inevitably uh, leaves us. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think it'll be a different kind of vibe at that funeral. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Benny and the Jets because after the you know the cover of Fashion, I say anything is on the table. Hmm. Benny and the Jets would be fun. Maybe Rocket Man. Yeah. I don't know. So Trent, if you're listening, those are some ideas if you want to cover some Elton John on your next tour. We know you were wanting to. (laughs) That's definitely on the docket. Yeah, I almost said Piano Man, but that's um, Billy Joel. So, (laughs) but he should. I'm gonna have to put Oscar down. I've been holding him this whole time, and he's distracting. Okay. I love these fake album covers that he made himself and put up there. Let's talk. These were funny because there's like one with like a badly drawn tree, and I think it says my favorite. (laughs) it's like misspelled Trent is particularly picky about not wanting typos on his album covers and therefore would probably not allow it to read Nine Inch Niles the Fraggle fake (laughs) (laughs) so good Um, that's pretty good what was the something sweet do you know what that is no but in looking at it uh it's listed on Travis's website, so I might reach out to him again and see if I can grab that if he still has it. Okay, that'd be cool to to hear. I don't I don't even remember coming across that. So until I was looking at it the other night. Sounds like a quiet ballad, if I had to guess. But it's probably just more white noise. <laughs> <laughs> How to make a fake Nine Inch Nails track? Just lots and lots of noise. Ooh, we should we should leak our own fakes uh, as a promotional stunt for this episode. Okay, have at that's, it. That's a pretty I mean, good idea. It's easier these days. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just make some garbage. Come up with some cool dark titles. It's unreleased from Strobelight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when somebody already made the entirety of Strobelight, so like it's all been done. Oh, I lost my train of thought. What were you saying? <laughs> Oh no, the mutism, it struck it struck again. <laughs> I wasn't I was just asking about something sweet and that's that's how this conversation Yeah, no, I wanted to I I want to make fakes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but we have to be certain to not pretend to be the actual band or we will be uh pariahs from the community until the end of time. Yeah, it almost makes me wonder if you should just be upfront about it, <laughs> given, yeah, how, we, given how aggressive this fandom seems to be towards fakes. <laughs> exactly. We would have to say, this is fake. And still, some people might be like, I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what if it's Trent wanting us to think it's fake? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a future uh, Patreon contest should be everyone make a fake Nine Inch Nails song. That sounds oh, like a lot yeah. of work, though, for a t-shirt. But man, it'd be fun to hear everyone's fakes. That would I mean, be really you could fun just to do. Record your record yourself like with your phone, and just go like <laughs> into it. You could download one of those Nine Inch Nails midis that's definitely still on the internet, and just reverse <laughs> the entire thing. Yeah, or just run it through a distortion pedal. <laughs> you could just write lyrics. Just send us lyrics, even to a fake Nine uh, Inch Nails song. That uh, one. Oh yeah, and we want your fake titles. If you had to write a, a fake Trent Reznor title, what would it be? Uh, I would like to hear from the listeners. What would and, you, can you? Someone already used impossible pain. So I, yeah, I, I was about to say impossible pains <laughs> on the table. <laughs> impossible pains taken. I can't think of anything better than that. So I'd have to give it some thought and come back. I can't just. I, I'm not good at just throwing things out. Yeah. Sorry. It makes me anxious, and I don't like that. I feel like everything weird has already been done now. Like. 
Shit Mirror would sound like a joke title 20 years ago. Yeah, very but here much we so. are. Yep. Um, That's a great track. How's this sound? Time enough at last. I like I like it. Is that a Oh, is that a Twilight Zone? Sure is. <laughs> there we go. This I was is about to say that sounds really familiar. So yeah, he would definitely do that. He needs more he needs a few more Twilight Zone songs, I think. Oscar a, agrees. There's a lot of episodes, so he can uh he has his pick of of many many things. Yeah, what's the one about the talking doll called? Oh, I don't know. Oh yeah, that's the one that the Simpsons spoofed on a really good episode. Uh, I can't remember, but that's a good episode. He should just release a song called Talkie Tina. <laughs> okay. Is okay. there anything that we're overlooking from the fragile era um, as far as leaks go? Coming right I to have mind. a semi-related question. It's okay. semi-related to something Chris said earlier, and I wanted to ask Chris. Um, the Into the Void that we heard on that 99 trailer was mm-hmm. i guess you could call an early build of the song yeah as we all know why do you think and the answer may be obvious why do you think um trent changed it up i mean probably why does trent do anything because yeah you know, he, he gets in one day and it's just oh i don't i don't like this anymore yeah and, or it's has an idea to do it better or yeah yeah throw the entire vocal out yeah that that would be my guess. Although it's weird, it is a little weird because in um in some of the research for the fragile, I f- saw that Mulder was saying that not everything was up in the air at the very end. There were finished songs like probably you know six months before the finish line and things like that. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. he some of them he went back to and and redid some stuff. But yeah, because like yeah, stuff that was done in like 1997 or 98. Yeah, you could go back to it after all that time. And be like, uh, my feelings have changed a bit in the previous eighteen months or whatever. <laughs> in the eighteen months I have been working on this one album, my feelings have changed. I, I bet he did make Mulder and Hillebrand and whoever else sit there with him as he did about five thousand takes for the original Into the Void, and imagine like their sunken faces when he's like yeah trash all that (laughs) i'm doing five thousand more because there's like 50 layers of trent in that song Mulder just looks at the camera directly and says eh it's better than working with corrigan (laughs) (laughs) okay well i guess we can kind of start wrapping this up because we don't want to keep you too late but now christopher is the time that you get to promote all your projects because i know you got some podcasts i know you got some music uh yes um my my main podcast that I have is actually semi defunct right now. Uh, it's called Old Men Yell at Cloud, and it's me and uh, two of my degenerate friends, and we just listen to records and then discuss them afterwards. And we still put out uh, a few episodes a year, but it's not a, a regular thing uh, at this juncture. And yeah, my main music project is the Difference Engine, and yeah, that's uh, I think that's about it. I'm on one of those tracks, by the way. You sure are on uh, on the most recent record. Yeah, that EP is good. Do recommend. Yes, and you played some awesome uh, shitar on it. Yeah, yeah. So this gu- guitar hanging on my wall that I built out of trash, I <laughs> basically I made noise. You use with that? It. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jess, <laughs> Jess has never heard it. <laughs> no, it's it's act, it's it's pretty much just decoration. Um. Oh, you've got the 
podcast, the Stabby podcast. I listened to that recently. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Every every October, uh, my friend Scott and I do a podcast called When Scary Met Stabby, and it's just an excuse for us to watch horror movies and just nerd out about movies for a month without the responsibility of uh, an actual podcast. Yeah, you had some cool guests though. Yeah, they on had this. a big guest. Mm-hmm. Big get. Yeah, I was I was very surprised that we got a uh, Bill Oakley, who was um, a showrunner on The Simpsons, and the guy who wrote the Steamed Ham sketch, uh, amongst other episodes that are classics, to just come on and talk with us about a movie he had never seen. It was really bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> I, I listened to that and I was like, oh wait, he didn't he didn't even watch it. <laughs> he, he didn't do the homework and uh, the homework. I'm emphasizing the wrong syllable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't do the homework and just came in and started uh, just started making fun of our friend Matt. So it was it was a good time. <laughs> well, yeah. And we might do an episode of it too soon. Yes. So. Uh, yes. Offline, I would like to discuss that with you guys because Scott and I were finalizing some things earlier tonight. So yeah, that okay. would be uh, oh, that would cool. be fantastic. Okay. I totally forgot I agreed to that, but sure, sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our homework though. We're not going to just. Yeah, get I, by on I our promise cool, to on our watch name. the movie. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Y- you guys would have to write some classic Simpsons episodes for me to to be happy about you not doing homework. <laughs> I I wrote a few, but they were in season thirty five, so no one really cares. <laughs> yeah, at this juncture, I assume they just accept scripts from drifters. Yeah, <laughs> like they just cycle through them. Everybody gets a chance. Yeah, but okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on and. Uh, Christopher will probably come on again, maybe when we're doing interviews with guests. Um, if Blake can't be there or if I can't be there, uh, Christopher will step He's in. He's the substitute, so. basically. <laughs> <laughs> so um, hopefully we'll hear more from you soon. And thank you, thank you for all your help with the podcast. Thank you for ninterning. No problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you yeah. for There are people on. behind the scenes. This, yeah, of course. Yeah, this has been great. Oscar agrees. Oscar it was great. is one of the people. Well, he, he's not behind the scenes. <laughs> he tries to steal the show every time. Yeah, the the uh, okay. true MVP. <laughs> All right, uh, we don't have like a catchphrase for the end of nailed even deeper. Thirty thirty three of these in, and it's just like whatever. Bye, <laughs> peace. <laughs> Thanks for being a patron. Yes, thank you.